flow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's green. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, very special this morning, uh, Barbara Dean, because when you're talking about it, it's, it's godly sorrow that, that really brings repentance. And that's... Uh, um, the word last Sunday uh, greatly affected me as well. There's a number of, of things that stood out, one I'm going to speak about. But, um, you know, we often, uh, well, let's put it this way, we seldom are desperate enough to really hear his word. Uh, listening to last Sunday's word, I had to go back again because I needed to hear it again. There was something in the Holy Spirit, I'm desperate. Um, and there was so much that God spoke through that. And, you know, we, we're ever hearing, but we're not hearing. And until we're desperate is when we really hear the voice of the Lord, the Logos, or that which is being written, becomes alive. And, um, and so all of the settings that bring us to where we are now, Kathy talking about, uh, our calendar, catching up with God's calendar. There's a number of things that God has now released. Uh, his 2024 year start, started in, in September, October, but now the world calendar is catching up with it, and God is uh, exponentially releasing the word that was spoken by his trumpet sound at New Year's. Now we're beginning to experience it, and the world's beginning to catch up with it and experience it. And there were a number of things that Kathy had spoke about, about getting real, in our struggles, uh, letting them go, uh, not expecting anything different. Uh, we have nothing left. Just another year. But then she began to speak about pressing on to the upward calling in Christ Jesus, knowing the will of God. And of course, the title of it, His Promises Are Real. And there, uh, I asked the Holy Spirit, the promises, the struggles, the difficulties, what 2023 has been, great and wonderful things, but yet also the areas that God is still working. Kathy was saying, well, this isn't probably what you wanted to hear for a New Year's word. But the work that he began, he really intends to complete. And until we become desperate, um, we become that, um, <laughs> what does the world call it? Dual personality. <laughs> we live this double life. And so, wanting God to really um, give us a foundation, give me a foundation, uh, not wanting my expectations, because Kathy was very clear, the Lord was very clear, what are you expecting for this year? And you have to decide, it's up to you. You're going to decide whether you're going to carry the old baggage, you're going to just live this year like you did last year, and all the, uh, the disappointments that you're expecting, right? Or are you going to choose to uh, press on to the things which are the promises of God? And so I began to just look uh, back to the beginning of God's promises, and really, it started with Abram, Abraham and Sarai, Abram and Sarai. And so, 
we're living the experience of that which God started back in Genesis to where it's coming to then to the experience of its fullness. And that ultimately is the return of Jesus Christ. And so I felt that it was important for us to, to really realize um, this last year, these last years, uh, the promise that God has established in his word that you and I, because others were forerunners, uh, have prepared the way for us, but they've also had to live, live the struggles. Kathy talked about Paul, the places, I mean, if you look at all of those um, in the Word, they were just uh, uh, incomplete people that God had called and decided that they were going to be the ones that he wanted to reveal himself and complete his story, which Psalms 139 includes our story. And so I wanted to read a little bit uh, about Abram, because in Genesis chapter 11, it speaks about Abram's father, Terah, not sure if we pronounced it right, but he decided to move his household from the city of Ur, country of Ur, to, to Canaan. And for any of you that saw what was his only begotten son, or his only son, the, the more recent movie, you don't realize especially with Sarai, the movie was so good about it, because here you have Abram, and I'm going to read being called by God, and their whole lifestyle was worshiping other idols. That's all they knew. These weren't godly men and women that, okay, I'm going to take you and I'm going to make you, I'm going to fulfill what I desire to do in you. And so I think for us, as we allow the Lord to... Um, Kathy kept saying, get real, and I don't know how to, to, uh, to make this real for us other than just try to express um, how sovereign God is. Here's Abram responding to his father, and this was all of Terah, all of the household. This was their slaves. These were, this was Lot. This was his wife. This was everybody was now being said, okay, because the patriarch and the family usually had to say so, and everybody was leaving. And I want to pick up in chapter 12, verse 1. I'm forgetting the most important part. Kathy made this statement. Life is what happens to you while you are making plans to do something else. All of the plans to move from Ur to Canaan was man's plans. And I'm hoping that as you begin to see all the way through the generations, because we're going to go to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, eventually Joseph, they were all making their plans to live their life, and God had other plans. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country and from your father's household to the land I will show you. Now stop and think about it. You and I in many ways 
Little Jen was having some of the same concerns of how the word addresses our being called out. Who is your mother? Who is your father? And so you're going to hear God's promises for you and I started way back in Genesis chapter 12. God's promises are real. They will be fulfilled, and he desires for us, for a people, to be a part of it. Now, this is the words that the father spoke to Abram, having no idea who God was. First time that the father introduced himself. After the flood, Noah, the father then chooses to say, I'm going to intercept this life because I have a purpose and I have a plan and there's promises that I'm going to bring. The Father says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. I'm hoping that as I read these words and as you look at the struggles and the very things in your life, not just 2023, but the things that have transpired in your life, that you can see that there are others that have, that have lived this life that you and I are experiencing. And they were granted, they were given, they were purposed with a, a promise that sustained them. But it's being lived out today. That promise that the Father had established is greeting you and I. And I, Lord, just make these words real. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who you bless. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in all the families of the earth, and all the families in the earth shall be blessed. Verse 4, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. The promise, that which, oh, Father, help me, help me, help me. Or the fulfillment. Or the fulfillment. Father, all I can do is express Because while Abraham was making his plans, Father, you had something else in mind. Let's go to Psalms 105. I'm going to pick up with Abraham. This is the promise that was spoken to Abraham, the very words that I spoke. And for a thousand generations may pass away, but he, the Father, is still true to his word. He has kept every promise that he's made to Abraham and to Isaac. His promises have become everlasting covenant to Jacob as a decree to Jacob. And we're going to go down where it picks up to Joseph. So God decreed the famine upon the Canaan land, cutting off their food supply. 
but he had already sent a man ahead of his people to Egypt. It was Joseph who was sold as a slave. His feet were bruised by strong shackles and his soul was held by iron. I was just pondering God decreed for there to be a famine, that there would be the opportunity, number one, for the restoration of all of Joseph's family. God moved heaven and earth. But he also allowed the experiences of troubles, difficulties, struggles, imprisonment, betrayal, There's places of unforgiveness, resentment, pride. But the word says that he prepared someone, a person, Joseph, for what needed to be accomplished. And all that work had to be done within Joseph because there was a greater purpose in what God, his promises of what needed to be established. And probably this is the part that um, became most real for me. And this is verse 19. It says, God's promises to Joseph purged his character. Until it was time for his dreams to come true. Read that again. Mm-hmm. This is verse 19. God's promises to Joseph purged his character until it was time for his dreams to come true. All that had to take place within the character of Joseph was not just for himself, but God sent him because there was something I'm sure it was beyond what he was planning. Life, God's planned and intercepted. Because see, I, this whole week I've been hearing, like you, Kathy, we pray for every one of you we're mindful of the, the struggles, the difficulties, the hardship. How you've made your plans, we've all made our plans. But as I began to see this, as I said last week, at Psalms 105, So God decided a famine upon the Canaan land, cutting off their food supply. But he had already sent a man ahead of his people to Egypt. It was Joseph. 
The word speaks about a famine in the land for the word of God. We have events that are taking place around us of a true famine. We just sit in our food bank every day, but it's even increasing and getting more difficult. But realizing that all of the places where you spoke about this morning, Barbara, of having it hard to say I'm sorry or forgiveness or godly sorrow, eventually what was required within Joseph, God then released into the earth to advance that which was, number one, the restoration of his family. Can you imagine the 12 tribes, the 12 sons? God moved heaven and earth. But you know how prideful, how prideful we can be? At the word of the Lord, we have these dreams. Thinking about next door, all the areas in my life. We talk about the hardship, we look at the difficulty but realizing it isn't personal, but it's personal. Because eventually the king sent for Joseph, setting him free at last. It wasn't just imprisonment of a prison cell that he's being set free from. Break down the walls. This, this, um, life is what happens to you while you are making plans to do something else. It is no different for you and I than it was for Joseph, Abram, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Eventually, the king sent him, Joseph, set him free at last. Then Joseph was put in charge of everything under the king. What can compare? The struggles are the very things that God is doing. It's the character, everything that he's desired. We're in this together as a family. These promises are real. Somebody's got to carry on the promise. From Abram 
Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, through Jesus Christ, the seed to you and I. Kathy talked about the miracle of Jasper. Bruised. Left for his own devices. We so often, I so often, I, I look at the scriptures and I look at the things that are taking place with each one of us. And then like a word last Sunday, How do we become real? We keep living this. Oh, I'm okay, everything's good. And then it, it comes as a rhema. God, I, I don't have an easy time saying I'm sorry. I couldn't, I, I couldn't, and I can't be real and put my arm up, put my hand up for that. But so grateful for each one of you you know the question of whether we should have service this morning or not by the time I sent the text John was already on his way and there's a promise that he's holding on to though like Joseph bruised, shackled, imprisoned, injustice, not fair, trying to forgive. But yet realizing that the, oh, the hand of the Father can't get very far away from him. Because the work that he's begun, he will finish. Again, that thread through the word in our own strength, it wasn't in Joseph's strength. Interesting that we're in a storm. Many are talking about in the storm. I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. I see that's eventually <laughs> the father chose okay, the character the man that I've called Joseph to be. It's time. Because it was the king that summoned him. And see, we are so, because um, Daffenbaugh, his first name, said, yes. starting prayer with mercy. 
and the Father, the King, Jesus, is about ready to call us to release the promise. Think about these words. We wonder how we evangelize. We wonder if people will respond. We wonder how much influence that we really have. We look for different ways to evangelize and capture hearts and try to come up with. But if we're we're for the fulfillment, if we're the carriers of the promise back in Genesis 12, I will make you a great nation. I'll make you a family. I will bless you and make your name great. The father of our faith. It was given to him as righteousness because of his faith. We speak about Abraham all the time, don't we? Because it's always identified with the faith that he had. It wasn't the man. These are the promises to you and I that we carry into the next generation. What does it say? To a thousand generations or more complete. You shall be a blessing. Do you feel like you were a blessing when the Lord was not, not letting you put your hand up? I will bless those who bless you. Hey, Social Security. I will bless those who bless you. Can you imagine the blessings that that woman received? Because of the promise in you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families in the earth will be blessed. Promises. Purge the character. You're the character carrier of the seed of the promise. Who is Jesus? And the difficulty, the frailty, the hardship, the struggles. Everything that you identified last Sunday. Those are real. That was something that Kathy very clearly stated. What we are going through is very, very real. But so wasn't it for Joseph. Everyone who has been called by his name is a carrier of that seed of promise to the nations. 
and the father had sent Joseph ahead to Egypt. Where are we? In the midst of Egypt. Babylon's about ready to fall. And what do we have to offer? Those who bless you, I will bless. We're a carrier of the promise, the purging, the sanctification. Jesus, his prayer was, Father, I sanctify myself that they too might sanctify themselves. It doesn't get any more real than this. And my hope is, is that um, my desperation doesn't wane. So I think you said that um, if you want this coming year to be the same, then it'll be the same. Won't be challenged, nothing will change, everything's going to be the same. But you decide, you have the power of decision. And if you really look at Joseph's life, at any point in time, he could have, even when they tried to say that he was having relationships with the king's wife, here he's in prison and he doesn't even know the God of his father. But there was something that was unmoved in him that God then allowed to continue to purge the things because you can look in the word even when he was being used by the father to restore himself to his brothers being Joseph he had the opportunity to kind of let them pay a little bit because he was disguised they didn't know who he was and still that place of unforgiveness being placed in a hole to die, be sold as a slave, imprisoned. Years of injustice. Years of easily could have been a victim. but they eventually had to then come because probably the greatest call in his life was is to reconcile with his brothers. And forgive. So I hope very different this morning, not what I had expected. I don't know how um, often to present the things that are uh, stirring provoking, challenging me. But one thing I do know that all that we've been through, all of us, pre-salvation, pre-Christ, sense in the family, laboring together, looking at next door, 
It's all that we could become free from all the entanglements of ourselves. He is our deliverer. But he's also the promise. And so, Holy Spirit, I ask that uh, what words couldn't be spoken by me, you want to add to it? I just want to make a comment about something that was said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, just as we're pondering here in the Father's living room, mm-hmm. um, when just, just leave that attached to you. Mm-hmm. It's not long. Um, when uh, you were talking about the things going on in all of our lives and you were mentioning Jasper and the things that we talked about last week and this week. And he said, it's about change, and it can just come. Mm-hmm. Change. Barbara got up and talked about change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a change that came. You mm-hmm. know, that's what we're entering into this year. That's right. Open door. And uh, mm-hmm. I just want you to get used to... Um, the Lord's fingering some things in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fingering last week, too, about leading a double life. Mm-hmm. And so while you were speak, speaking, I heard the Lord say, uh, let me see if I can pull it up here on my phone. Um I had it a minute ago. Let me get my face ID. So it, here it is. Um, I heard him speak the scripture. We have his promises, but Joseph had issues. Mm-hmm. We heard last week Paul was working on issues. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm running the race. Right. I'm leaning forward. I'm straining. I'm, I'm moving forward. I'm not... His his heart and his mind and his character and his soul was disgruntled mm-hmm. with where he was. And that's what you're saying. Right. I don't want it to wane. I'm disturbed. I'm troubled. I'm pressing in. Mm-hmm. That's what Paul was saying. And so that's kind of where we're finding ourselves. And um, if you're not there, he will definitely, mm-hmm. while you're making your plans... <laughs> allow life to happen to you that will get you there because he's sovereign and he has a plan and you're not going to screw it up you're not going to ruin it no matter what you choose to do or what the devil tries to do and what so um, so I love that we make that choice and change can come Mm -hmm. In, in a split second. Mm-hmm. It's the move. It's a breath. But James 1, 6 through 8 says, um, it's talking about, if you're leading, let me, let me preface this uh, for a second. If we're leading double lives, mm-hmm. th- what I'm about to read is us. Okay? It's about the double-minded mi- man. Mm-hmm or woman. Because if we're leading a devil life, we've got two things going on in our heads, right. in our thoughts, mm-hmm. in what we're doing, in right. what we're thinking, mm-hmm. what we're ignoring. The Lord told me this week, uh, we've been ignoring him a lot. 
And he said, I'm not going to let them ignore me anymore. Mm-hmm. Because of his love. Sure. Because of his mercy. His because of his promise. His promise. Because of the promise. Mm-hmm. And James 1, 6-8 says, But he must ask in faith, without any doubting, for the one who dis- who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Mm-hmm. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. We all know what it's been like to be double-minded. And in our current state, if we have ignored the fact that we're being double-minded, he's going to let you look in the mirror Mm -hmm. and not forget it when you walk away. Mm -hmm. He's going to make you think, because you're relating the story of Joseph. Mm -hmm. Joseph had tried to resolve things. He'd finally become second to Pharaoh. I mean... Life was good for this guy. He ruled the roost. Mm -hmm. He had an Egyptian wife. He had two kids. He finally had a family. He still had this trauma. Mm -hmm. In today's world, we call it PTSD, right? Right? And they show up, you know, looking for food, and he recognizes his brothers, and this brings it all up again. Mm-hmm. You know, he might have thought, I just, I had this all figured out. God's blessing me. Yeah, mm-hmm. my family. You know, whatever we think, you know how we think, mm-hmm. and we think we have it figured out. Right. And then God, like, shoves that in his face, and he sees his little brother, mm-hmm. the only brother he had that was from the same mother and you know he had missed that little baby Mm -hmm. that life and his dad those were his memories Mm -hmm. the closest ones the other brothers were older rough and tough and their mothers had issues with Mm -hmm. all the other kids everybody wanted their son to be first And then he has to deal with the unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. And he has to let it go. Mm -hmm. This goes deep. Mm -hmm. And they had to deal with it too. Mm -hmm. So the king is the great king. King Jesus, our Lord, who's calling us to come and oversee the kingdom. But he's not going to leave one stone unturned in our lives. He will deal with your double life. Mm -hmm. He will deal with your double-mindedness. Not in a way to shame you, but sometimes Mm -hmm. we let it go that far, right? Mm -hmm. Until we're ashamed. And then we want to blame it on somebody else or something else. Mm -hmm. No, he's going to get there. And he's going to get us where he wants us. Right. Thank you for this word mm-hmm. that God's promises are real. That's right. And he's faithful to see them. Mm-hmm. And the purging's worth it.
because the promises are yes and amen. That's right. You can bless the Social Security. That is a profound story. Yeah. That's right. Lord, make the way. Well, Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for all of those that uh, are listening to you, hearing your voice. Father, let there be that place in each one of us uh, that we're so desperate to hear your voice. And that there's life in that which, <laughs> as we're making our plans to do something else, that you will not, you will not miss an opportunity to draw us to you. And let us as a household, Father, for those that aren't here this morning as a household, let us walk this out together. Let us remind one another of the promise, the seed that we carry. Recognize one another's purging <laughs> and not be quick to judge, but let it be such a grace to undergird, strengthen one another. Speak a word of encouragement, strength, hope, truth, and reminder, Lord, that the work that you have begun in each and every one of us you and you alone can complete. That we have enough examples, Father, according to your word and those that are around us of the evidence of the miracle power of who you are and that each one of us are in this together, Father. Keep everybody safe traveling today, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, for all of those that are watching this morning, I trust that this new year is going to be... Uh, Places of that you decide <laughs> to then pursue the upward calling. Let the old baggage and all the things, let those be left behind. Let your, let the expressions in your life as you are making plans uh, give way to the purging of the promise. It's going to eventually, <laughs> eventually see the promise fulfilled in you that you might extend that to others in your life. 